Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 239. This week, it actually is 239 of the Keep Moving Forward podcast with me, your host, Anthony Domenico, coming to you live on Instagram over at Comic Anthony D, live on Facebook. But as always, the podcast is available at anchor.fm slash KMF podcast. Also available on iTunes, and while you're there, five-star rate and review. I love reading reviews. I love sharing on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there, and that's you guys. So please do not forget to five-star rate and review wherever you do listen uh, to the podcast. As I said in the beginning, it's episode 239. Uh, I said that last week. That was wrong. I don't think it'll be an episode of the Keep Moving Forward podcast, if I don't mess up something in the intro. So let's see if I can get through this without making another mistake. There will be a bonus episode this month, actually coming up soon, almost at the end of the month, at patreon.com slash podcast. You can subscribe. You'll get this month's bonus episode as well as all the other episodes as well over at patreon.com slash podcast. Built Bar drops sales like crazy. You can go and save at least 10% off your order over at BuiltBar.com. Use code WWBROPODCAST. Like I said, you will save at least 10% because if they have, sometimes they have a sale going, you could use that code and you will save extra on your order. So definitely check that out. SailawayCoffee.com. Sailaway Coffee, the best nitro brew out there. SailawayCoffee.com. Use code WWBRO10. You'll save yourself 10% off your order. Please go and follow my friend John Ziegler. He's got his YouTube special out. The link is available in his bio on Instagram, John Ziegler Comedy. Definitely check out the comedy special if you haven't. And John will be at the Brokerage Comedy Club this Saturday in Belmore, Long Island. Belmore, Long Island. Uh, you can go to govs.com for tickets. Check that out. You can also go to John's page, John Ziegler Comedy. He'll be posting about it there. So definitely check that out. So I made a little blunder yesterday on Sunday. I was at um, 41 days tracked in a row. And yesterday I actually forgot to track my food. Um, Breakfast was on the go, so I knew what it was. It was a protein bar. And I was like, okay, I could track this later. And I was going to track my dinner when I got home because I ate at my cousin's house. I came home, I was tired, I was up for a little, and I fell asleep, and I forgot to track my, my day, so the streak ended at 41. I'm mad, I'm mad about that, because I, it was just so stupid. I shouldn't have waited, and now I have to start at one. It bothers me, it bothers me that that, that, uh, that streak is gone in my app. But I'll try to be positive, and look at the positive side of it, that I did track 41 days in a row, and it wasn't like I was off track yesterday. Well, I mean, I was off track on the fact that I ate some good barbecue and I might have had a donut at my cousin's. I'm not going to talk about that. Um, but I I could have came home and I could have uh, tracked everything into the app, but um, I forgot. So the streak will start again at 1. And we'll just uh, move on from that. I was I'm so, I was so mad about it. I'm it's just it's it's my own thing that I like to see that that there. 
don't know if anybody else is like that, but um, uh, I do get like a little fixated on stuff like that. Part of my uh, my weird makeup, how I'm built, that I, I will fixate on that. And I tried to enter it first thing this morning, like, and hopefully that, like, you know, it'll give you a, a little grace period. Nope. Said 41 days, and then when I tracked my, brec- my breakfast and stuff yet from yesterday, it was back to one. So there it is. I guess the streak's over. I guess, uh, yeah, you look at in baseball, you know, streaks don't last forever. No one's gotten the Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak. So uh, I guess I'll... Because I'll chalk it up to that, and I'll try to beat my own streak. So, um, this week, something very interesting and amazing happened. And it's it's still kind of hard to believe. And uh, it's so hard for me to believe this happened. Um, I received a DM. It came through, actually... Um, what do you call it? Like, you know, someone wants to send you a message, uh, because, you know, I didn't follow them or something or they haven't really messaged me before. A lot of those times those are scams. You know, it's like, Hey, click here and get verified. Uh, do you want 5 million followers? Click here. So I didn't know what to expect. I opened it up and I, I read it. And I'll read it to you right here. It's uh, just a quick note to say thank you. On March 4th, you posted on Instagram about saying goodbye to your old house. You also mentioned how you thought everyone's grandparents lived in the same house. It got me thinking how nice it would be to live in the same neighborhood as my grandson. After discussing it with my family, my wife and I bought a house a few doors down from my daughter And we couldn't be any happier. We are blessed to be in the situation that we could make this happen. And also to have you, a complete stranger, changing our lives for the better. Our new setup feels like everybody loves Raymond TV show situation. We've been in the new neighborhood for one week. And I can't thank you enough. Sincerely, Ken. P.S., Checking at Matador Cigars in Massapequa, there is a little something to show my appreciation. I mean, I, I, I can't, uh, I still can't get over this letter and the things that were said in it. I mean, just breaking it down. You know, a post I made about what my childhood house meant to me and what it meant having my family there, and it's true. When I was a kid, I thought everybody's grandparents live with them. Like, I remember, like, my friends in school, like, oh, yeah, my grandparents are coming up from Florida. I'm going to visit my grandparents. I'm like, well, just, are they there? I thought it was in, you know, everybody did that. And I realized how lucky I was to have that. And how lucky my nephews and my niece are to have my dad there as well. So, you know, that'll continue and they'll have those memories forever to share with their kids and so on and so on that, you know, their grandfather was right there while they were growing up. 
But I mean, the thing about this, it's just hard to believe that someone read something that I wrote and decided to make this change. And I shared this with my dad. You know, I was like, hey, Pop, t- take a look at this. And he was like, that's awesome. You know, he was, you know, he was like, that's amazing. And of course, me being me, I had to make a joke about it. I was like, well, you know, who would have known, you know, I hope he knows that I'm a 43-year-old mama's boy, you know, didn't want to leave. And he's like, no, it was your words. Like he was trying to be positive. And then I said again, too bad I failed English. And he said, like, he goes, why do you put yourself down? You're so hard on yourself. And, you know, to me, I'm not the best at receiving compliments or taking compliments. I'm, it's very awkward to me. And I feel like I have to make a joke or, you know, something to kind of take away from it. Especially something like this. Like this guy is saying that what I wrote inspired him to sell his house and buy another house to be closer to his grandkid. And it's because of what I wrote. So, I mean, it feels bigger than anything that I've ever done. You know, and it's, it's crazy, you know, and I, I, my best friend, Nick too, I was telling him what my dad said and what, what, you know, what I said. And he said, he goes, you know, he goes, Anthony Domenico, he goes, you are your own worst enemy. And I guess we all are to a certain extent. But I, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy this. Stop trying to break yourself down and stop trying to, you know, be the funny guy and enjoy this. This is something awesome. This is awesome. So I went to Matadors that night because it was the Drew Estate Cigar event. And you guys don't know me, uh, you know. Yeah, there's no mint of cigars, but Drew Estate is one of my favorite brands. You know, they had a barbecue outside, they had raffles, so I definitely wanted to go down. And I took some money with me because I was going to buy some cigars. And the gift I had waiting for me from, from this guy was very generous. I'm not going to say what it is, but it was extremely generous. Very thoughtful gift. Um... And I put it to good use. So definitely got some really good cigars. I got a raffle. I won in the raffle. Came home with some good swag. So all in all, it was a really, really good night. I I couldn't have felt better, you know, going into this weekend and everything. And it it was a nice boost to, to the ego and in a good way, you know, and to my outlook on things. Because, you know, Yeah, we we do put a lot of play on words, especially in the society we live in now with Instagram and TikTok and social media. You know, it's sometimes it's rare that something good comes out of it. We we associate so much negativity with social media, and here is something very positive that came out of something that I posted about real feelings that I had. And again, this is why I. I don't care what it may feel like or sound like or what other people might think about it, but I will always come on here and post as authentic as I can share as much as I can. You know, of course I got to protect myself in a lot of ways, but I will always share 
what I can with, with, with the audience and my followers. Because, I, you know, stuff like this happened. You know, just getting some feelings out. And believe me, that, that post was as much therapeutic for me as it was inspiring to him. Like, I needed to get that out. I needed to, to say those things um, about the house and what it meant. And, you know, about it not being there for us anymore and not living there anymore. And I hadn't lived there for a few months anyway. I'd moved out in November to my apartment, but it was still there. And it was still good to go there. And I actually drove by today and it's starting to look nothing like it did when we lived there. Um, And it's, it's weird. It's a little weird. I went to Trader Joe's after work and coming back, I passed through, you know, by the house. And uh, I'm dying to see what it looks like inside. Hopefully, maybe one day they'll let me walk through it and ju- and just see. But you know, um, yeah, it's, it's it's insane. It's insane what the reach that social media can have in a positive way. And we don't focus on that. We focus on the negative. I mean, the negative on social media is you know this person offended me. This person said something I didn't like. I don't like what that guy's talking about. This bothers me. I'm going to report this. This is going against that guideline. This is going against this. Instead of just like, you know, maybe follow people or search out things that inspire you or that make you happy. No one has to be a whistleblower, you know, 24-7. It's okay. No one's got to push their agenda 24-7. You believe what you believe, go believe it. I'm over here believing what I believe, and I don't really try to push that down anybody's throat. Don't want us to have a conversation. We'll have a conversation. I'll tell you why I think that way. But I'm not here trying to push it that it is, you know, it should be fact. So I guess that's another reason why this was just a pleasure to get. This This message was an absolute pleasure to get. And I... I, I can't thank I can't thank the guy enough. Um and I wish nothing but the best for him and his family and I and I, I know that his grandkid it's gonna be amazing for him to have his grandpa and his grandma right there because it was for me. And I still have those memories, you know, very fondly. Um you know, the time I, I cursed when I was five and I was downstairs at my grandmother's and my, my mother grabbed me and brought me to the sink and was going to pour the soap in my mouth and my grandmother fighting her. And, you know, it was just always, grandparents are always on your side. You know, they always took you, they always take your side, you know, always root for you and um, just good times that I'm glad that other people are going to share. You know, and when something like this happens, you know, something special like this, of course I wish I could share it with my mom. That's, you know, um... And I wonder, like, how she would have reacted to it, you know, because, um, you know, a big a, a big part of, like, you know, something I deal with inside and um, my anxiety and stuff is, like, you know, when I, when I make her proud. And, of course, the easy answer is yes, of course, your mother be proud of anything you do. Um, but sometimes it always doesn't feel that way. I mean, I've... I haven't led the most straight hour of life as far as like, you know, 
you, you go to school, you, you go to college, you get married, you have kids, you know, you, and you're an adult. I took a different path. Um, I tried that path, you know, and I, of course, with the wrong people. And I think that's one of the reasons why I, I found people, you know, um, that will <laughs> go along with it, I guess. Um, so I tried when I was younger to do the whole thing, you know, get married and just didn't work out. I felt there was something else that I, I wanted to do with my life and it was comedy. And, you know, after my mom passed away a couple of years later, I was, I was like, well, life's short. You know, if I don't give it a try, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And I did. And around the time I started comedy, my life kind of fell apart. Um, if you, you know, you write in a movie, this is exactly what it, this scene would be. You know, my, my, me and my fiance broke up. I had to move back home and I was there again until I just recently moved out. Um, I lost my job. So here I am now at 30, almost 31 years old, jobless, relationshipless, penniless. I, I had nothing. And I was back home. And, uh, you know, my dad said to me, I was, you know, couldn't really find work at the time. I was looking, nothing really great was coming up. And he said, why don't you take this time? You know, you're on unemployment. Why don't you take this time and really put yourself into comedy a little bit? I'm sure he didn't mean it to be as long as I did, you know, <laughs> before I got another job. But I needed that. You know, I needed to lose myself into comedy for a little bit because I wasn't going to do comedy again. I associated it with my ex-girlfriend, my ex-fiance, because she pushed me to do it. And that first night that I did comedy, I went home and she went and cheated on me. So it was like, well, I'm not doing this anymore. And when I moved back home, I told my dad that I don't want to do it anymore. And he's like, no, you're going to go. You're going to do this open mic. And he went and he got some of his friends to go. And we went and I did it. And you know what? That was the best feeling in the world. And it was probably one of my favorite times on stage when you're feeling in your, your life absolutely nothing that you're at your absolute lowest, but you can get on a stage and talk about it and make jokes and make people laugh. I was like, I'm home. This is it. And I did. I, I gambled most of my thirties with comedy. Um, now here I am at 43, you know, it really didn't pay off like I wanted it to as far as money and fame. But I got a lot out of it. You know, I got great friends. Some of the best friends I have to this day, I met through comedy. Um, I got to work with a lot of famous people that I never thought I'd even get to meet. You know, I'm a kid who grew up with TGIF, you know, on Channel 7 Friday nights. If you're in New York, you know what that is, ABC, you know, Full House. I got to open for Dave Coulier for two nights. Two nights I got to sit in a green room and talk comedy and hockey with this guy. And, you know, that's a great memory. We, we, we were just talking like two guys. You know, he wasn't, he was, you know, and that's a great, he's a very 
awesome guy. He wasn't acting like he's better than anybody. Or, you know, he's famous. We just, he found that I liked hockey and we talked hockey and comedy and hearing his stories were about the early eighties in LA at the comedy store was amazing. And I think about that stuff. Um, and you know what I did and I don't, and sometimes I don't think my mom would have agreed with it. You know, um, not sure. And I'll never know. So it does weigh heavy on my, my mind sometimes. And, um, you know, like I said, like the words have a big effect on you. You know, sometimes you, you, it sticks with you for a while. You know, um, like when I was doing comedy, first started doing comedy, I was unemployed, wasn't working. I was just doing stand-up. And, uh, you know, somebody, it was at one of the holidays and somebody had said, I wonder what your mother would think of you like not working and doing this comedy thing. And one of my cousins said, you know, she'd be embarrassed. And it was a throwaway comment. But it's something that still sticks with me. And I guess that's why I wonder a lot of times, like, you know, would she be proud of me? Would she, you know, be okay with what I'm doing? Uh, excuse me. I'm going to call this a keep crying podcast. <laughs> Cause it seems like that's what happens every freaking week, but it's true though. I, I do think about that a lot and I do wonder, and I do, you know, um, cause you know, my, my mother was very, it's, it's a weird, we were talking about it last night. Um, very, I, I call her like tr- new school, old school, like very traditional in a sense, but very modern. Like my mother did not take any shit from anybody. You know, she was very independent, you know, and she want you know, people, you know, but for me and my brother, she could, there's nothing she couldn't do. You know, my, my dad told the story. So, cause it brought up, we were talking about grandparents and, so we were kids. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm all over the place. So just a lot of memories are coming through. When we were kids, my my grandmother would make our bagels for us on Sunday. And she would cut each little piece and butter each little piece individual and give it to you. That's my grandmother. And my father <laughs> told the story about the first time my mom had slipped over. You know, um... My, my grandparents' house, it was a Sunday, and my grandmother's setting up shop. She's making everybody's bagels. She's buttering it, and she goes, you know, to my, my mom, how would you like yours? And she goes, what do you mean? Just I'll, I'll, I can butter my own bagel. It's okay. And so my grandmother's got the, I guess, you know, the, the lineup. My grandfather's, my uncle's, you know, and my father's. And my mother goes, you know, you want me to do that for you? And she goes, no, my mother will do it. And my father said that my mother turned to him and said, I am not doing that for you. But my mother would do that kind of stuff for us. A hundred percent. She would, if, you know, if it was for her boys, anything went. So that's why I kind of say she was like new school, old school, um, new school in a lot of sense that she was a strong, independent woman. She worked for everything she had, you know, but also 
those old school values of family and, you know, doing for your kids and, and everything like that. So, you know, it is, it's something that I wrestle with and, you know, it's, I, I guess we think about it more and more. And I don't think my, I don't know if my cousin even remembers that she said it. I shouldn't even say, I don't, don't want to give it away who it is, but um, I don't even know if they were aware that they said it. Um, but almost 10 years later, it still sticks with me. And, uh, you know, when, you, when you're driving home sometimes and you're just had a shit day and you're, you're thinking about that, um, you know, that's, uh, that's what pops in your head. And we got to choose where, you know, choose the way you get your words from. And I'm 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 thinking about that again. Like this man wrote me that note, and I'm going to take that and just carry that with me. That this that my words had a positive effect on somebody because again we live in a wor- uh, a day and age where social media it just it it destroys a lot of the good. You just take that anonymous app. Some of the messages I get are just absolutely ridiculous, asking me the most ridiculous things. Uh, you know, and it's fun. I mean, listen, I, I'm guilty. I do it. I'm a, like addicted to it. But, you know, in a lot of the way, you know, it's a lot of the way it's people not having the courage to say something to you. And Mike Tyson said something once about um, people, you know, People don't have the you know the consequence anymore of getting punched in the face of saying something. I guess he was talking about social media and and stuff like that. Um, and it's true. There's not enough consequences with getting punched in the face. You say things to people on an app or on social media is a keyboard that's that's blocking you. You know. Um, That's really, uh, that's really, that's really it. It's just words do play a big part and words will stick with you, um, for the rest of your life, certain things, but just, I guess, focus on the positive and take the positive with you. And I have this, this note from a guy that I have, I don't know. I don't know where he lives. I don't know who he is. And something that I said about something my family created changed his life forever. So to me, I don't think it gets any better than that. And on that note, I think we're going to wrap this episode up. I want to thank everybody who joined us on Facebook Live, everybody over on Instagram Live, everybody listening at home on your podcast listening devices. This has been episode 239 of the Keep Moving Forward podcast. As always, the podcast is available at anchor.fm slash KMF podcast. Also available on iTunes and five-star rate and review. I love reading reviews. I love sharing on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there. That's you guys. We are playing in and out each week by Hollow and their single Something to Believe. My best friend Nick wrote this song. Check it out on iTunes and while you're there look up his new band Demon Scar dropping new music like crazy you can go to demonscar.bandcamp.com 
Long Island, only one place to go for your deli needs. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug of the show and get yourself an Uncle Cheese, the best sandwich out there. Not because it's named after me, because it really is that good. Finsdeli.com. Once again, thank you so much to everybody who joined us on Facebook and Instagram and everybody listening at home on your podcast, listening devices. This has been episode 239. Have a great week, and I will talk to you later. <laughs>